Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. We have another great show for you. It's going to be a Union College Athletics-themed show. Just worked out that way. Former Dutchman hockey player and Gilderland native Tyler Hines, who is the head coach of the NCAA Division III Wilkes University men's hockey team, will discuss his job as well as what he wants to do in the future. First up, we are going to talk Union men's lacrosse once again. This time, the Dutchmen are going to play for the NCAA Division III title on Sunday against defending national champion and Liberty League nemesis RIT. It's Union's first appearance in the national championship game. The Dutchmen got there by pulling off the South Central Pennsylvania Daily Double last weekend, beating Gettysburg in the quarterfinals and York in the semifinals. Personally, I was not happy that Union beat my York College Spartans, my alma mater. I'm a 1985 graduate, but I can't let my personal feelings get in the way of a great story Union has become. I had a chance to talk to several members of the team this week. Let's start with head coach Derek Witherford. Well, Derek, uh, congrats, first of all, congratulations on getting into the championship game. Unfortunately, I'm not happy about it because you're beating my alma mater last night at York College of Pennsylvania, but uh, how was that you know, to be able to, to go down there? It's, it's basically do the uh, South Central Pennsylvania daily double take out Gettysburg and York. Yeah, it, um, and beating York was great. Um, beating Get- Gettysburg really got us there. So, um, you know, the kids really battled back in that game, in that first game, in the heat. And then, um, you know, survived in advance, as they say, in that second game. And I thought we uh, came out with a lot of energy. And um, I was very proud of the team's effort and um, resilience throughout the whole weekend. What was the ride uh, back uh, like on the way home? You know, home just for how, how crazy was it? It was tough. It was tough. And um, I couldn't imagine it if we lost. So um, I'm glad we won. It was um, it was tough. The guys were cramping in the back of the bus. and um, But but it was pure joy yeah. as well. So um, and, and we had our our last coach, Coach Wareham, um, greet us when we got off the bus here at, at 5 in the morning, which was a pretty special thing. <laughs> what, yeah, talk about Coach Waring. Obviously, you coached under him. Uh, what what message did, did he have for the team when they came back? Uh, congratulations and one more. Um, it was simple. It was more of a congratulate. Hey, guys, way to get the job done, but we're not done yet. Okay, you're getting ready for Sunday here with RIT. You know, the Liberty League foe, a team that's been really a nemesis for a lot of years for this program. Uh, to be able to, to face them for a national championship, you know, forget the Liberty League stuff here. You know, the national championship. What would it mean to this program to, you know, get around home and beat this team for a national title? If if we beat um, any team in the national championship, it would be special. But um, you know, getting over this RIT hump is um, a tall task. And it's uh, one they're looking forward to. But, again, uh, the opponent really doesn't matter here. It's a national championship game. So uh, we're playing for something bigger than our opponent. It's uh, We'd want to win no matter who we're playing. So um, we're excited. It's RIT. It's, uh, we're familiar with them, and they're familiar with us. So it pre- presents a unique challenge. But um, I, I, I'm hoping for a good game. What is going to be the key to beating RIT? Is it, you know getting ahead early and having them play catch-up as opposed to you guys playing catch-up? It, it's we're, uh, we don't know how the game's going to go, so we're going to have to feel that out. Um, you know, we're going to have to stay out of the penalty box, play a clean game, and um, 
you know, shoot well, really. But um, but really, we're going to have to play Union Lacrosse and try to limit what they do well, which is a lot of things. Yeah. And of course, they're the defending national champions. Uh, does that how do, you, how do you avoid not not letting that in, uh, in, intimidate you guys? Uh, you can't. Um, you know that they, they're they're human just like us. But um, you know they might have a little bit more experience in this uh, in this realm. But um, you know I'm doing as much homework as we can to get as familiar um, as possible for this game with uh, logistics and what it's going to be and feel and sound like. So um, you know hopefully we'll be prepared. What is the excitement level like and the preparation been like so far this week? It's been a whirlwind. Um, you know, we got a lot of people helping us here at Union, but um, you know, it's a lot to get to this weekend. And um, once we get there, we'll be prepared and we'll be um, ready to play. What would it mean for this program to win the national championship, and for you who played in this program and been part of this program for a long time, though? Surreal. It'd be unreal. Um, it's a dream come true. Um, I, I, I can't even put it into words yet. Um, to just being here, we're, we're grateful for it, but, um, you know, we would love to get one more. Derek, appreciate it. Good luck on Sunday. Thanks, Ken. Up next is senior attack Hayden Fry. He is third on the team in scoring with 36 goals and 28 assists. He was named a second-team All-American on Thursday. Well, Hayden, thanks for joining me on the podcast. First of all, congratulations on getting this far to the championship game. You know you had to go through my alma mater, your college, last Sunday to do it. But uh, what is the feeling like to be able to play for a national title on Sunday? Um, yeah, you know, it's really cool. Um, you know, we've had a, you know, a long road, and we've been here for five years, and it's, it's something we've been you know, kind of envisioning for a while, but for it to be a reality is, is really cool. And it's, you know, it's an honor and, you know, really a testament to this program, the coaches, um, and, you know, all the guys on the field working hard every day. So it's, you know, it's it's really it's really cool to be here. For sure. Considering what you guys have gone through the, the last few years here, no season in 2020 because of COVID, uh, a reduced schedule last year, and now does this feel how good does it feel to you know overcome all that adversity to get to play for a national title yeah you know that's one of the reasons we came back was to to have a full season um you know the past two seasons were short and you know they weren't you know the real it wasn't the full season so um you know adversity is definitely a part of that and you know it's been hard kind of adjusting to that and you know getting back in the routine of going through a full season and all of that but um you know something we've embraced every single day and you know, especially down the last few weeks here, it's, you know, it's a joy to be on the field every single day. And, you know, that makes it a little bit easier being around all these guys who, you know, are working hard and want to be here and, you know, are proud to wear a union jersey. So, um, you know, it's been tough, but we've, we've battled it as a team. And, you know, I think we've done a really good job doing that. So, And, of course, the adversity of losing to St. Lawrence here in the semifinals of the Liberty League tournament. How much was that motivation for you guys to, you know, get over that loss and then you know get in on this run you've had since then yeah you know that that day that we lost to St. Lawrence it was you know, it's a hard day any any time you lose in a game you know you feel like the world's ending or whatnot um, but you know when you wake up the next morning you got to look at the positives because you can't replay that game um, and I, I think you know losing that game was really good for us as a team um, coach Witherford said it right after it um, you know you can only look at the positives um, I think it really made us you know look in the mirror and you know, see what our weaknesses are, um, you know, what do we have to do to, you know, not come out flat, not play a game like that, um, you know, it just kind of, you know, it was a reality check a little bit. Um, we hadn't, you know, faced that much adversity other than RIT, um, and that was a close game, and, you know, SLU gave it to us and, you know, showed that, you know, if we don't come out and don't play our best game, anybody can beat us, so... 
At what point during the season did you realize you guys had something special here and uh, national championship material? Yeah, you know, I think in the preseason, you know, with all the guys coming back and, you know, what we turned on offense and defense and in goal, we knew we were going to be a good team and, you know, we, we knew we could go as far as we wanted to. Um, but, you know, after games like Tufts um, and Middlebury and Williams, um, when you're playing teams like that and, you know, you, you win by a couple goals, um, you really start to realize that, you know, we're, we're legit and we can play with anybody, we can beat anybody. Um, and yeah, so I think I would say like, you know, the first real big game of the season was Williams. Um, you know, I've been here for five years and we've lost to them a couple times and, you know, we've beaten them by a goal once or twice. Um, but that's always a big game. Um, and you know, we came out and kind of stuck it to them a little bit. So that was definitely a point where, you know, we realized, you know, what we have here is special. You're going up against an RIT team, RIT team that's been a nemesis for this program over the years. There's been like, well, I think it was 20 years or so. Yeah. 2008 is the last time you get, this program has beaten RIT. What is it going to take to beat the Tigers? Yeah, you know, I've played them probably nine or ten times here. Um, and, you know, while every game's been close, it, it comes down to, you know, doing the fundamentals right. Um, being a little bit smarter and mentally tougher than you are in most games. Um, you know, mistakes are really the reason why you lose against RIT. They minimize mistakes, and if if you, you know, have a couple mistakes here and there, they'll capitalize on them. So, um, you know, that's, that's one mentality we're going in with. You know, just be smart, you know, take care of the ball um, and capitalize on opportunities. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's really just going to, come down to playing as a team, believing in one another and, um, you know, showing up ready with energy and, you know, not being nervous. What has uh, Derek Witherford meant to you and meant to this program? Um, yeah, you know, he's done a great job. Um, you know, with Coach Wareham, my freshman and sophomore year, um, he was, you know, Coach Wareham was really like a, like a father figure. Um, and I think Coach Witherford has done a really good job in, you know, coming to be someone like that, um, you know, Earlier on, a couple years ago, he was, you know, very good with X's and O's. But I think this year he's brought this team together in a way that, you know, is new to us and I think new to him too. But, um, you know, he's done a great job just, you know, preparing us for every game, um, you know, making sure we're staying on track, staying focused. Um, and he's been, he's been, you know, the centerpiece of this program this year. And I think everybody would attest to that too. What would it mean to you personally to graduate in a few weeks as a national champion? Uh, it'd be unbelievable, you know. It, it would, you know, it's it's hard to put into words because, you know, as a little kid and even you know a couple years ago when you see teams playing for the national championship, you know, you say I want to be there. Um, but you know, if you make that a reality, that's something that you know you carry with you for the rest of your life. You know, you're honored. Your friends are honored. Your family's honored. The school is honored. Um, you know, it's just a, it's just something that would be bigger than yourself. But. Um, you know, along with that, it's something I'd be very prideful in, and you know, I think everybody here would be. So it'd be, be real cool. But we got some work to do. So, Aiden, appreciate you. It's good luck on Sunday. Great, thanks so much. Finally, it's senior attack Keaton McCann. He is second on the team in scoring with 43 goals and 24 assists. Like Fry, McCann was named a second team All-American. Well, Keaton, uh, congratulations on getting to this point. What is it? Uh, how does it feel preparing for play for a national championship? It feels fantastic. Um, you know, it's something you dream of when you're a little kid picking up a stick for the first time and finally get here surreal. 
When you won Sunday against York, um, what was the feeling like knowing that you were going to play for national title? I mean, in coach, talking with Coach uh, Whitaford, you said it was you know, that guy's cramp. It was a hot day down there in Virginia. I mean, it was, were you guys celebrating or were you just guys you know, mentally tired at that point just because it was so hot? You know, it's a little bit of both. We're mentally exhausted, but at the same time, it's a little relief, weight off our shoulders to finally get that done and get to a spot we've been dreaming of since the beginning of the season and since we started picking up a stick, like I said, since we were little kids, so it's surreal. What has life been like this week on campus? I mean, you got classes to go to yet, uh, practicing and preparing on all this media attention. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a little bit more of a buzz on campus, which is fantastic because it's just preparing us little by little, building up momentum for the weekend and by the time Sunday hits we know we'll be ready to go. I guess with the trimester format here at Union I mean, it's, at least you have students, you know, your fellow students are still here as opposed to a lot of the colleges with the, with the semester format so it's kind of nice to be able to have that support as you get ready. Yeah definitely um, walking around seeing guys are congratulating us, firing us up for this weekend um, and we're glad they're, they're here with us and will be here with us for Sunday as well. Of course your opponent is a very familiar one in RIT Liberty League foe, they've had this number on this program for a lot of years now. Uh, what is the what is the mindset about? Why has it been been so difficult to uh, for union, a union team to beat RIT in lacrosse? Yeah, they're a great team. They're coached well. Um, they buy into the system that they've created over there, and there's nothing but respect for us and, and that team. Um, but you know, with how we've been playing lacrosse, it doesn't matter who we're playing against. I think we beat anyone. What's it going to take on Sunday to get over the hump? I mean, is, is it, and how important is it to get out, maybe get a lead and have control that way? You know, it, it'd be great to jump out to a lead, but no matter what happens to start the game, we've been down a lot of games and came back and won. We've been up, and it's been a little bit closer at the end than we thought, so it's just adjusting to whatever happens, um, staying within ourselves and playing our game. The preparation for this week, I mean, obviously, like I said, you have classes to balance and all that stuff. I mean, how, how, are you, how are you guys handling all this with, you know, balancing school and balancing uh, getting ready for this game? Yeah, a lot of the fifth years have don't really have class right now because of the term we took off and that sort of stuff. But a lot of the other guys are preparing for it by getting ahead of their work and making sure it's all done come weekend. Um, and the second we get on that bus and go to that field Sunday, everything else will fade away, and it's just across from there on out. Yeah, it's been really you know, the last couple of years between the COVID canceling the 2020 season, you know, limited schedule last year, to be able to play a full season and finally get to this point in playing for national championship. What does that mean to you? It means everything, you know, and that's one of the reasons why we came back a bunch of the fifth years to try and take on this feat of winning a national championship, and with all that's happened and been going on up to this point it feels even better to finally get here what would it mean to win the national championship maybe obviously the union hockey program 2014 won the national championship to be able to maybe to be the second program here to win a national title what would it mean it mean everything um, for us for the school for all the alumni that have been here in the past you know it's it's great for us but it's also great to give back to everyone who's who's been here with us since day one at what point during the season did you guys realize you had something special and this team could play for a national title we knew coming in before we got here during the fall and before our winter season started started up we put those words on the board of winning a national championship and ever since then we've been trying to live that out so we're ready for it it's something we've been dreaming and thinking about since the beginning of the season so we're ready to make that become a reality well good luck this weekend and uh, you know hopefully you guys bring home a national championship thank you
We'll continue the Union College Athletics Theme Podcast with former Dutchman hockey player Tyler Hines. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. New York High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Pete Incavillia, manager of the Tri-City Valley Cats and former Major Leaguer. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor and Upstate New York's biggest Philadelphia Phillies fan, Ken Shot. Welcome back to the podcast. Last Friday, the Union Men's Hockey Program held its golf outing at Stadium Golf Club in Schenectady. One of the alums playing was Tyler Hines of Gildeland. He was a forward for the Dutchman from 2014 to 2018. He is now the head coach of the Wilkes University men's hockey team in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. He's been with the program since it started in the 2018-19 season. He was a graduate assistant the first season before being promoted to head coach. I had a chance to talk with uh, Tyler about his career at Wilkes, and I also had a column uh, in Friday's Daily Gazette, my opening face-off column. And, of course, we spoke to him about his career, as I said, and what his ultimate coaching goal is. So, Tyler, you just completed another year. your third year at uh, Wilkes? Fourth now. Fourth. Wow. I mean, uh, how, how much are you enjoying the coaching uh, aspect of uh, hockey now? I am absolutely loving it, Ken. It's, um, you know, I knew I wanted to do it for a while, and getting into it, you don't really know what to expect. There's definitely been parts of it that I wouldn't have known to, to look for or think about, but... Um, my parents told me to go into it. It kind of fit my personality. I'm happy I did because I wake up every day excited. And, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting time in my life. What's it like coaching at Division Three? You don't have scholarships. I mean, it's uh, to get people to Wilkes College. I mean, a lot of people probably don't know much about Wilkes uh, College because we, if it's in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, they probably knew, they knew the Penguins at the AHL team there. So, I mean, what's it like trying to recruit at Division Three? One thing that I always was as a player was kind of the, you know, underdog. And that's what I like about coaching at Wilkes is, you know, in the David and Goliath matchup, we're the David. And uh, that's how I felt at Union. That was what was so exciting. The year they won the national championship, it was like, wow, you know, that program is elevated. And that's what I'm trying to do at Wilkes is elevate it. And um, we have a lot of good kids and good people. And um, there really hasn't been that much. I was really surprised at the, the level change. I went from practicing at Union and six months later coaching a Division Three team and was very impressed by the talent. I mean, obviously it's not the same, but um, we got a lot of good players too. What was it like coaching during COVID, I mean, during especially that 2021 season? Crazy. I mean, to be out of that is to get through that coaching and come out on the other side of it. I think I was talking to John Ronan about it. I mean, we just are grateful because it was a crazy year. You talk to players. It just wasn't as much fun no matter where you were. 
but I think we did the best that we could, and it challenged us as coaches, and I think will make us better now, kind of moving forward. How much of an influence was Rick Bennett to you? Huge, and I'm so happy that he was able to, to get another job. I knew he would. I talked to him after everything happened, and um, I think so highly of Coach Bennett. He changed my life for the better. He's made an impact on me as somebody who didn't play very much. I didn't really help the team on the ice a whole lot, but I felt like I had value off of it, and he recognized that, and for that I'm forever grateful to him. Have you taken any of what his coaching style was like and applied it to you? Definitely, definitely. I think that's kind of one thing I'm fortunate to have played for a lot of great coaches. He's one of the best coaches in the country, and to kind of be able to take some things from him and um, things I like, things that you know we've emulated and things that you know, I've said maybe we'll do things differently. It's, you know, kind of what's fun about coaching, finding your own style, and that's what I loved about it. But, you know, I've taken a substantial amount from Coach Bennett. How stunned were you? How saddened were you with that whole situation? I think sad is a great word, Ken. I I have mixed feelings about it, and, um, you know, I think after talking to Coach Bennett, I felt a lot better about it, and that was something that I needed to do, and you know, I still have mixed feelings about it, but at the end of the day, I was talking to, to Coach Howji here, and, and he seems like an unbelievable guy. The logo matters more than the name attached to it, and he recognizes that. I know Rick recognizes that, and the program's going to move forward. It's an exciting time to be, you know, an alumni, let alone a recruit or something like that, to Union College. I mean, coaches, you have to be tough. Rick is a, a tough guy and an honest guy, but this day and age, is it tougher to be a coach, be a tough coach? With maybe somebody lurking in the background saying, "Well, he's not you know, treating my my son right or daughter right." I, it's a great question, and I think that's the million-dollar question. I liked it. I liked a coach that was tough on me. I needed that. I needed that structure and that accountability. And um, maybe everybody doesn't, but I think recognizing when the players do is important. And I give John Ronan so much credit for how he stepped in this year and not only kept it together, but. You know, the team got better each game I watched, and I think what they're doing is impressive, and, um, yeah. What do you think it'll take to get back to that national championship level? Obviously looking from afar. I think recruiting is going to play a huge part. You've seen the, the, the highs of union hockey, and when you think back, I mean, that recruiting class with Dan Carr and it, Josh Juris in it, I mean, that set the bar for us to be great for four years and, and build off of it. I think a recruiting class like that is, you know, what's needed. And in talking with Josh, he's definitely putting the work in to do it. He's hit the ground running and very impressive what he's done so far. When this job opened up, uh, do you have any thoughts or were you, did you think maybe you weren't ready to step into Division One? I? I think there's challenges at the Division One level that I'm not ready for yet. I think, you know, the next time the job opens up, whenever that is, I want it and I'm not afraid to say it. But I'm also humble enough to know that I'm 28 and I wasn't ready right now. But, I mean, Union is the place I love more than any other. And because of people like you that love it and are connected to it, it's just a tremendous spot. And I think they're going to get back quick. I think it's going to be, you know, I think they were middle of the pack in the ECAC this year. I mean, it's only going up. What is, what is your ultimate goal? To be the head coach at Union eventually. How many years <laughs> does he think that'll take? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that Josh does a tremendous job, and um, I think there's a lot of excitement around the program right now. And I'm not, I mean, 
it, it's not my time right now, and I and I recognize that. But when my time comes, I'm going to be ready. And um, it's kind of cool for me now, knowing the program is in great hands, to be able to watch it grow and be a part of it as an alumni. And then when the time comes, you know, put my name in the hat and really make a run at it. Is it maybe down the road, if uh, maybe assistant at Division One, is that the possibility for you? I, yeah, I, I think at the, I really like being a head coach, and I think at the end of the day, that's what I want to be. But I also got that job through being an assistant, so I think that that's a role I can be successful in. And I like coaching hockey. I mean, getting to wake up and be on a college campus every day, no matter where it is, work with young men that want to get a little bit better, and I feel like I can help them do that, that's a hell of a life. You said I me mean, you didn't contribute much, but I think the one game we st- actually stands out was the the, uh, the Mayor's Cup yeah. game. What do, you, what do you remember about that night? I remember everything about that night. To say that that moment was a, a, a you know flagpole in my life is an understatement. It was the culmination of a lot of hard work and a lot of toil that no one saw. But kind of going back to Coach Bennett, he gave me that chance. I didn't really deserve to be in the lineup that night. He didn't. There was another guy that you know probably deserved to make an impact more than I did, but. Believing in people, giving them that little bit of a shot is what, you know, I look back at now and say thank you. So that's kind of my role as a coach, finding the guys that deserve that shot. Tyler, appreciate a few minutes. Love it, Ken. Thank you. I'll be back to wrap things up in just a moment. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in New York. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Ashley Onion. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette associate sports editor Ken Schott. Back to wrap up the podcast. After a week off, the Daily Gazette's auto racing contest is back. If you would like to play in the contest, go to dailygazette.com and click the auto racing contest banner. Keep checking out dailygazette.com and the print edition for the latest updates in news and sports on the coronavirus pandemic. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and first responders who are dealing with this pandemic. We appreciate the job you are doing in this difficult time. If you have not gotten vaccinated, please do so. Do it for yourself, do it for your family, and do it for your friends. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I want to thank Derek Whitteford, Hayden Fry, Keaton McCann, and Tyler Hines for being a part of the show. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports.